The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 90 of the Blockbusters Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we will be talking about Wonder Woman, in case you haven't guessed by looking at the title of the thing, because... I'm sure Paul has come up with something clever at this point, yeah, or uh, marginally clever. Well, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I've come up with something. Yeah. It's up to the, the listeners to decide whether or not it was clever. And today we've decided that two guys talking about Wonder Woman is not necessarily... Not the wokest thing we could do. So. No. Uh, so... So we decided to throw the net out, see if we could catch anyone to come on this, and uh, two people that you may have heard for on this podcast that decided to come on and save us from just talking about this by ourselves, and the first one is Nora Crest. How are you doing? I'm good, Paul and Brian. How are you guys? I'm excited. Great. To yeah, talk happy to get you on this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been on. So. Yes. Well, I'm excited to talk about Wonder Woman after actually having seen the movie and not just discussing it for a year leading up to its release. So, yes. That's yes. Good. yes. Before doing more promotion than the company that was putting out <laughs> the film. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, and on top of Nora, we have a podcasting partner of hers, and uh, I don't know if you've heard her before. If you've been listening then... lately, then yeah. either very poor memory, or yes, yes, I don't know, you hit yourself on the head, but yes. yeah. Or both. Or possibly both, yes. Uh, every, every, all of your listeners are going, oh God, not <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I was seriously... Do we even need to say her name? I know, yeah. I was seriously contemplating just starting the podcast and having you butt in. Uh, oh, I was considering having her do the intro. It, yeah, it's your it, it, resident dose of estrogen buzzkill. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, she's back, everybody. That is Kelly Griffin, of course, yes. Uh, all right, so. so yeah, just got to work out this way. We didn't yeah. plan to do four episodes in a row together. I don't think, but it just yeah, kind of worked out. Yeah, to she, that she, way. that's because I'm flaking out on our podcast because I'm moving, and that's no, my fault. I know. Well, and I, hey guys, I'm podcasting from a parking lot because I'm also getting ready to move and trying to sell our house. Yes. <laughs> and I, yeah. yeah, and I'm moving too where Nora's moving from. So. I know. Oh, yeah, Leapfrogging. But I'll be, but I'll be closer. I'll be closer. Yeah, we'll be on the same coast. And yeah. yeah, myself and Brian are finally back in the same room as well. So yes, yeah, we haven't uh, podcasted together for like a month, <laughs> so we're at least in the same room together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all people right. all over the place. Here. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, we'll actually put out a podcast where two people are in the same room, and that's it. We won't have all these. No, it's not. Yeah, let's not get people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So, Wonder Woman. Uh, and we'll get into that in just a second because I just realized I haven't done the the social media side first. So, oh, I genuinely want to see how fast I can do this. So give me one second here. <laughs> Brian, get in the timer going. Right. Get a couple of breaths. Yep, you got this. You can follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters. You can email us Blokebusters, at or on Instagram at Blokebusters, and you can go to our website, Blokebusters.web.com. Time. 9.36. Yeah, yep, you, you got still it. still under 10. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Over 10 is not acceptable. Yeah, so, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It's got to be that quick every time. <laughs> All right. So you can play that at half speed. <laughs> and, and you can uh, probably make it out. Right. Or you can listen to literally every other episode mm-hmm. where we keep I mean, going. You found us, so yeah. 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 You found us. Lucky you. Yeah, so bingo. Bingo. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, as I said, Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins. Uh, production budget of $149 million, So, overall total budget, including promotion, probably about $150 million. And then a box office of, as of 45 days, $764,886,078. US dollars worldwide. Not so, too bad. Yes. <laughs> so doing okay. quite well for you a DC it. film. Uh, for any, yes. Any yeah. film ever. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, do, okay. Doing quite well for a film, period. Doing fantastically for a DC. Well, it's, it's uh, poised to be the, I think it's, well, maybe currently the third highest DC film behind The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, uh, I was looking it up on uh, box office, and it was saying that for the DC Extended Universe, it is number one. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then for yeah, the DC Comics brand, as you say, just mm-hmm. behind those two. So, so yeah, I'm sure it's going to surpass both of those. I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't have a doubt about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, if you just very quickly look it up here, let me get loads in properly. So the Dark Knight Rises was four hundred and forty-eight worldwide. Wow! So, so it's got sixty-eight to go on that one. The Dark Knight five hundred and thirty-four million. So mm. might not catch that, but we'll see. I'm, yeah, I'm. You never know. I think I it'll mean, be in theaters for everywhere. quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. The, I saw it. It just, hasn't even transitioned yeah. to the cheapy theaters yet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's well, like that, regular theaters. It yeah, it only fell thirty percent despite uh, this past weekend. Despite uh, they lo- they lost like something like three hundred like seventy theaters or something like that, and they still only fell thirty percent. So people are going to see yeah. this again. Like, and that's the big thing with this day and age in movies is that repeat viewings are exceedingly rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let me. Well, how many times did you see it? I saw it twice. I saw it four times. Twice, yeah. <laughs> and I'm still not done. I could, I could, had I not oh, been, I'll, I'll I would, see I've already seen at least a dozen times now. I, I, I think I need to go see it. Like, I, I'll know I've seen it enough when I don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't. I think that'll be around thir- watch thirty or forty for me. <laughs> but, and, what, uh, and what I'm surprised, what I'm surprised that is like last week Spider Man opened, and then this week. Um, the rise of the planet of the apes or whatever opened and Spider Man just fell boom instantly. And I really thought that one would have had a little more legs. Oh, it. oh, oh, Nora, you gave me the per- perfect transition. Yeah. Uh-huh. Forbes headline Wonder Woman box office, the leggiest superhero movie since Blade. <laughs> since Blade. Blade. Oh my God. <laughs> Obviously. They had to go back to the 90s to find a movie that held up this well. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm very happy for the success of films. Yeah, I mean I've seen it twice. I saw it most recently Thursday this past Thursday. We are recording this on Game of Thrones premiere day, everyone. Okay, so <laughs> yes. Um, winter, winter is here. Winter is here. Yes. Um, I have not watched one preview for Game oh of Thrones. Good, I just want to say that you. for the record. Yeah. I just uh, want to see, see I, it. Like, oh, I, anything I can give you better than that. I have not watched an episode since yeah, season okay, one. Okay, good for you, Paul. Uh, <laughs> You're missing out, Paul. That's 
Yes, yes, you are. I, I'm not allowed. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we will not get into that. And, so and anyway, actually, and actually, it was with my repeated harassment that Nora got caught up. Okay. So yeah. Oh yeah, I was a whole season behind. I finally caught yeah. up. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Come on, I, I can't tell you how many people I've harassed into catching up." Okay. So this was my fault for bringing up Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. This is going to happen. No, no, no. I, it was my fault. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I couldn't let it. But anyway, yeah, so I saw it just a few days ago. And this was a on my day off, a Thursday matinee. And it was, yeah, it was relegated to kind of like the back theater in the the, um, big theater I go to. But it was probably a 50-seat theater, and it was mostly full on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was like, because I bought my tickets on, you know, through Fandango, and I'm like, oh, I'll have the pick of the litter. Not that, you know, I expected a few people to be in there, but no, there was like maybe four or five empty seats, and yeah, it, I was because very happy. Because the thing to see about that. this movie is anybody can see it. You know Absolutely, what I mean? it appeals to everybody. And I listen, this movie's so important to me. I actually took a shower and got, you know, put on deodorant and stuff to do this podcast, <laughs> even though you can't see me. That's that's how important Wonder Woman is to me. I have to hey, presentation is key, you know. Speak, to speak about her. <laughs> yes. Well, show show the proper makes, respect. That makes fun of us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and then Paul, I'm assuming you've just seen it the one, just time. the one. Okay. Yes, I've only had time to see it. The okay, once, so. but yeah, so, yeah, that that's what yeah. having a nine-month-old daughter. But still, nine watches between oh, the three of us. With, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That that in case you haven't been keeping up with the podcast, that's kind of why we haven't been doing as many in mm. theater. Why don't you just take a page out of the T-Rav playbook? You don't need to be super involved in the child, you know. Yeah. Just... <laughs> no, wait, wait, I give that. Catherine, we got the nanny to do that. Yeah. I need my Sorry. bourbon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who uh, is in this bloody thing, Paul? Who is in this thing? Well, let's see. I have written down five names. Oh, and I'm waiting to hear. I love your pronunciation, so let's hear it. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Obviously, I have heard this pronounced two different ways, but I'm sticking with Gal Gadot. Yeah. Just she spelled, she it's pronounces a, it's the actually Gal Gadot. Yeah, she it's pronounces the T. But, she pronounces but, but the first name is Gal, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because Graham Elwood was saying Gail this whole episode and it was bugging what? the hell out of me. Gail. I don't know how you get Gail out of That would only work if there was some sort of a, an accent. Yeah, on comedy film nerds. Yeah, he was, I mean, yeah, I love that show. but. It. Yeah, yeah I'm like, if, no, okay, you don't need case, to try to church it up that much. If it's she fine. says yeah. it with the T, I'm going to say it with T. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's Gadot, yeah. As Diana Prince or... My favorite as, Animaniac, Gadot. As, yeah. <laughs> as Wonder Woman, obviously. And so there's that. We've got Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, a guy who my wife would hate because he has two first names. Uh, <laughs> For some reason. Not a big Billy Joel fan? No. No? Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Robin Wright as General Antiope. 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 Whatever. (laughs) Hey. Show some respect. (laughs) It's been a little while since I've seen the Uh film. I didn't research that. I'm reading it off a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, and time. Thank you very much. Uh, Danny Houston as General Eric Ludendorff and... Alina Anaya? <laughs> too, I, too many vowels. Yeah, I, <laughs> As Isab- Isabel Maru, or the uh, very cleverly named Dr. Poison. And so, I think we need to also, at the introduction here, throw in Connie Nielsen as Hippolyta. So, yes, yeah. yes. I, I, mm-hmm. did, I didn't have time oh. to write that down. Since we were kind of but we'll get again. into the extended cast. as we And we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's like, mm. that's the thing. It's like, 
there's like a deep dive of character actors. In yeah, this. there. Yeah, a like deep, every. A deep, a deep, I'm sorry, a deep bench of character actors. Yes, yes. There's, uh, there are a lot of people, as and we just uh, I haven't had time to write them all down mm-hmm. before we started. So. Where should we start? I, I think <laughs> we, uh, well, I always like uh, on some of these big episodes to kind of talk about the, the history that we have or may not have yeah. with the character or, you know. Oh, I, I yes. think that's let's, important. Let's dive into the mythology of Wonder Woman. Yes, for a because so I will follow on my sword to go first and say that Wonder Woman was never on my radar growing up. And, uh, you know, that's kind of unfortunate but also i am a white male and i did not suffer from a lack of mentors both real and fictional so let me just say as the oldest person on this podcast i grew up with linda carter Linda Carter. no i grew up with linda carter right you and i but i mean i'm older than you we can all grow up with linda carter okay i wonder woman was my first hero probably one of my first crushes ever and um it's one of the longest, you know, I mean, it's one of the oldest comic book characters that there is. She's part of the original DC universe and, you know, is, is, has a bigger backstory probably than almost any of them. But I think what they did interestingly a few years back when they rebooted the entire DC universe is they went back to ground zero with Diana in her origin and it's been really good. And this movie really follows that. It follows the reboot of her origin story uh, to the letter. Which is really good. Well, unless you're like, unless it's Fox News and they're angry yeah. that like Diana is not American <laughs> and they think that they like that, that their theory. Their theory is that they made Diana like not American so that it would appeal to overseas market. Which, hey, mm. the in in general, their theory is not wrong. But in this case, dude, has anybody at Fox News ever read a comic book? Probably. I know. She's never been American. <laughs> they did. They never admit it. Yeah. 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 Uh oh, an immigrant, no. you know, saving the world. The Watch out, everyone. Oh, no. okay. I mean, not only is she not American, she's not even a whole human. So there's that. <laughs> Spoilers, jeez. <laughs> it's well, only been out for like eight weeks. Story. We're talking about the origin story, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Absolutely. right there from the beginning. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, fair I wonder play. if they had any issues with Superman. <laughs> Like, what do you think? Is that... No, he hasn't come up. He's a man. Everything's fine. He's literally like a dreamer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an alien. He was an alien brought to this country illegally. You know, you know he's an illegal alien. Yeah, he, he didn't go through so possible control. Superman's a dreamer. Yeah. Oh yeah, Steve King wants him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He he's effectively the the Syrian refugee of Krypton. Kind of. He he yeah. had to get out of there. He is, yeah. but I will say this: getting just flipping back here to Wonder Woman real quick. The other Thank reason you. for me personally why Wonder Woman was like a super unbelievable hero of mine is I'm Greek, so she's like a descendant of a Greek god. So that made it like even more yeah. significant for me, which I think is awesome because it sort of in a roundabout way teaches young kids about Greek mythology. Uh, like in a super cool way versus like you know like when you're learning it in school and you're like why do i care who all these people are you know yeah yeah most most people i think that will have seen this film their main information gathering on greek gods probably hercules as in the the disney hercules (laughs) the disney hercules or um uh you know the other one that was from the seventies that they remade with Sam. What's his face? Uh, and... Clash of the Titans. Thank you, Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it, I, I, I took not one but two mythology classes. Oh boy, they are dense. <laughs> yeah. It is dense, but this is way more fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. They are actually starting to introduce that into the curriculum. I know from teaching it uh, earlier on, like sixth grade. That's a huge chunk of your curriculum is learning about Greek and Roman gods. Oh wow! Well, that's yeah. good. They're fun. Oh, well, and, and, well, and the way we have it is like Percy Jackson, but now they can also introduce. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's another fun way to introduce Greek gods, Percy right. Jackson. Yeah, so I, I always find that uh, like literature like that, where it's just taking the old stuff and making it for new audiences, is always great because that does mean that people start to learn about things that they wouldn't have found about ordinarily. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. I mean, I will say this. In, in leading up to the movie, of course, when I heard there was going to be a Wonder Woman movie, I immediately started thinking of all these women that I would like to see play Wonder Woman. And when they announced that Gal was going to play Wonder Woman, she says in an interview that people got upset because her boobs weren't big enough. That was never what? the... I know, yeah, she said basically she didn't have the bust line, and so people were like, you're, you know, like her boobs weren't Linda Carter's boobs. Um, so I that was never yeah. my problem with it. My problem <laughs> that I had, and I definitely in the past with Gal Gadot was, or Gadot, um, was that um, I felt like, you know, I'd seen her in The Fast and the Furious and I'd seen her in some other things. I just thought, she's so skinny. Like, how is she going to be an Amazonian? Be exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And I was how like, is she going to carry the really physicality kind of, of this character? And then when I saw Batman versus Superman, which I, I would have gone anyway, but the main reason why I was going was because I know she was going to be in the film and I thought, okay, let me see what she's going to do with this. I was so blown away she with the, movie. the five minutes of screen time that she had in that film. And even without her in the Wonder Woman costume, just her as Diana at the party, the way she was holding herself, I thought, oh my God, she's Wonder Woman. And then it, seeing yeah. this film, I was, I, I can't picture anyone else in the role. I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I can't can, see anybody else. And it makes me even more frustrated at DC for the way in which they've rolled these films out. <laughs> because imagine going into Batman vs. Superman, as completely flawed as that film is, but having seen Wonder Woman oh, and right. are, being emotionally attached to that character and rooting for that character and knowing her story, and then she pops. That's such a huge moment mm -hmm. for you. And, and just would even completely steal the show in a, on a whole other level. Although, I, I if she had had her standalone film first. I do have a little yeah. bit of a question about that then, because after seeing Wonder Woman, the fact that she's smiling while fighting mm -hmm. Abomination at the end, Batman, mm -hmm. I don't understand. I feel like she would fight, like because she has to, where she seems to be really enjoying it. Which... Because she, because she knows she's a god. This is like playtime for her. This is like a, yeah. you know, and she's also fighting alongside another superhuman person, and you know, the rich guy with gadgets, and they are like <laughs> sucking, and it's just like it's hilarious to her that these two well, idiots are like you know in win. this situation. Yeah, she knows yeah. she's going to win. She's like, I've fought way worse than you. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I can think of is I kind of hope there's another film down the line, which at this point that there has to be at least one where maybe she comes to terms with who she is and is able to... Well, we're going to get to that because that's... that's oh, yeah. This so film. That's, yeah. Well, we'll and, get, we'll, and, so we got to go through the film here because otherwise we're just skipping to the end. Well, yeah. well, also, <laughs> and, and we will talk about, like, there have been some details released about the sequel that may have... I've got questions. 
<laughs> I haven't read the articles, so I'm behind on that. Oh, I've been reading oh, all the other articles that basically reveal behind the scenes stuff about this film, which I was really happy to find out. I mean, I oh, a lot also, of also yeah. can we point out she is pregnant at least during the reshoot? During, during one specific reshoot, she was yeah, she was five months. They pregnant. had she yeah. had to wear like. Uh, green screen, like, maternity spanks, and they see her belly out of it, but she was still, like, there kicking ass. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, And, well, again, very quickly then, for me, Wonder Woman, I only really knew about Wonder Woman through bits and pieces I saw of the Justice League cartoon that was on TV. Like, I... I've never, growing up, was never really a comic reader. I enjoy the stories and stuff, but I never went down the shop, bought a comic and read it. So I really only started learning about all of these once it started becoming more mainstream, I should say. But I, I enjoy looking into this stuff. So I was I was excited to hear that they were doing Wonder Woman, finally, mm-hmm. when they got around to it. And even when I heard who was in it, I was like, you know what? the person who's going to be Wonder Woman is going to try because no one is going to take the job of Wonder Woman and go, oh, that's a paycheck. Like, no, they're going yeah. no, to want no, to yeah. do adjusting. Yeah. So. And I remember watching the that first teaser trailer. I think it was in your in-laws' house, Paul, right? Was it? Yes. Or, yes, yes, yeah, it watching was. that. And so excited after watching just stinker after stinker from DC yeah. and they're like having such high hopes for this <laughs> and like please don't screw it up <laughs> <laughs> every yeah. time I saw the Wonder Woman trailer it gave me goosebumps every yeah. single time mm-hmm. and I, that just happened to me yesterday when I saw the world premiere of the trailer for A Wrinkle in Time oh, oh, oh I just got the, the alert on my Chris phone like project out there. Yeah. holy shit Oh, and is that an amazing trailer? I, I have, I'll watch it after. You've got to watch oh, it. Oh, one of my Oprah, favorite books. Oprah being peak Oprah. Like, Oprah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What? Oprah? Oprah's in it. Oh, you got to watch Wait, the trailer. Which Oprah? Okay, <laughs> we could do an entire podcast just about that trailer. I'm just going to Well, and, and um, speaking of trailers, I also think it's interesting. It seems like the, they have. Uh, there's a new trailer out for Justice League in the Mm -hmm. theaters. And Mm -hmm. it seems like they've cut it to feature her as the prominent character. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she they're going. I think they're going to do that because of the popularity. I mean, well, that they realized, yeah, like we want to see her. I'm sorry, like we want to see her, Jason Momoa, and maybe the Flash. The Flash, yeah, yeah. Batman, but let me just say this, though. I think I think yeah. they they did not, as we all know from the box office and everything else, they did not predict how popular this was going to be. They did not predict how much people really wanted this. And honestly, they should have done a second Wonder Woman movie before Justice League. They should have yeah. that that should have been the order. But of course, now people will go see Justice League just to see more Wonder Woman to hold well, them. And, and Jason the second Wonder Woman. Awesome. So. And, and what? And Jason? As Aquaman. Because <laughs> I know, sorry. I will say this is the only time like Aquaman exists that he's been sexy and badass. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, To be perfectly honest, I, I rewatched uh, the Justice League, the, the original Justice League trailer that they brought out a while ago. And like just seeing <laughs> Aquaman on Batman's card, yeah, I was like, are, are they trying to make him Drax? Like, is, is that is he just a big bulky guy that goes into battle? Is that is that what he's going to turn into? Because I hope not. <laughs> I know everyone no, shits on Aquaman. I guarantee you, he's still going to talk to the animals, and he's still going to like you know hoard together. I want to see like a Sharknado type of scene where he just <laughs> gathers all these like sharks up. 
and you know, like <laughs> well, I, 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 and we have Ian Ziering just get devoured. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Well, well, and, I, and I think he's going to be like, dude, I can talk to animals, and they're way more interesting than your dumbass Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, this is definitely. I will say this for the DC Dark Universe. I'm predicting that besides Wonder Woman, in terms of like a team film, this will be uh, the best, you know, team up in the DC universe yet. Because also everyone keeps forgetting Superman's dead. So we're having that whole storyline now where Superman's reborn and he's kind of like, you know, he's not really, you know, he's not really the all-American superhero that he once was during that storyline. So we'll see how people react to that because people who haven't read the comics are going to experience dark Superman, and I don't know how yeah. they're going to like that. I think, and, and you know what? That's the thing. Henry Cavill is, ha, I've seen him. He is capable. Like, he's been a good actor. But oh, he's, he's a good, good actor. He's, he's good when he's being, like, nefarious and, like, when he's shady. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this will give him a chance to put a more interesting spin on the Superman character. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good to be perfectly honest. Uh, was it Brandon Roth did a better Superman esque character in Scott Pilgrim than oh, they God, allowed him great. to do the be- the vegan. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Than they allowed Superman to be in either of the last two. I like. I, listen, I like Brandon Roth as Superman. People did not like that film. I liked it, um, and I liked the way it was shot. I loved Parker Posey. I loved the whole Parker thing. Parker was, was great, was but she was about the only good casting <laughs> the only choice thing I liked. I have to say about that yeah. film is the same thing I have to say about almost all of these films, with the exception of Wonder Woman, is that they're too long because there's there's too much things happening, and that was one thing I did not experience in the four times seeing this film. It's still two and a half hours long, but you never feel like at some point during the film it's dragging. Like, no. why do we have to see? Why is this part in? Like, it feel- all flows so beautifully together. Well, I think a lot of it is they were able to merge genres together. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. was a superhero movie, it was a war movie, and it was a period drama. Exactly. All wrapped up into one movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, And again, Box Office Mojo lists it as a World War One film. It has the highest box office, American Mm -hmm. box office of all time. So. (laughs) And now we have, and now we have another World War One film premiering this week. Um, which I predict is not going to do <laughs> as well. Of course, it's done. That's coming out. I feel bad for them because they're coming out against Valerian, and I don't uh, think that's but, a good debut week. That's World War Two. Is it? No. Yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah, Dunkirk. Is, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. All the, uh, uh, after the Brit. Stuff it's Dun- it's Dunkirk. They're World talking World about the wars. Right. And so they got yeah, so man. fucked both times. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it's, yeah, no matter what year it was, it wasn't a good time. No! <laughs> Dunkirk would not a have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> no, basically yeah. England just got bombed the shit out of them. I think Dunkirk looks amazing. First oh, I, I think it looks beautiful. But I'm... I'm over World War Two movies just as a genre. Well, well, but I, I, Nolan like World yeah. War Two movies. No one like, gives oh. it. Yeah, I don't want to see it from Gibson, Mel Gibson, but I'll see it from Nolan. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And reunited from his former, uh, uh, well, of two of the people from the Dark Knight uh, universe, uh, the Scarecrow and Bane. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, let's face it, they are going to get the One Direction crowd going to this film because Harry Styles is in it. I'm so. curious. I'm curious. We've talked about Harry Styles before on our other podcast. Hey, I'm he curious. Crush, he crushes it on SNL. So yeah. He yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. You know, you know, I love him that much more than he who must not be named. Hmm. Uh, 
Mm. Yes, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of a clever way to not say it, but yeah. that's a good one. Make you yeah. say it. Okay. I, uh, I was considering trying to figure out a way of bringing up a bump. Oh, yeah. So oh, probably yeah. at some point we should oh, probably no, talk no, about the, yeah. the, the, the dick in the box. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's, so, it's kind of a... Yeah, we... <laughs> I still, I love that with two people that have wanted mm. to talk about this film for ages and us wanted to talk about this film, we have been going record time wise for 29 minutes. Hey, we have you gotta <laughs> loosen the lips before we can get into yeah, that stuff. Get, like, no, when you started to get into the mythology, I was like, oh, oh crap. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see what the. Oh, yeah, no, I, to say, I loved it. I, I would like, love podcasts to last this long. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, gonna go a bunch of different places. Yeah, yeah. I am genuinely sorry for your data bill next month. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, yeah. we'll have a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta get T-Mobile, my friend. Get that unlimited data. Hey, I will when I move out to California. Okay, yeah. it's, T-Mobile it's, sucks T-Mobile, ass in the Midwest. T-Mobile is yes. It, Unless you're in Chicago, T-Mobile is absolutely trash. Oh, I'm sorry. It's great here on the coast. I know. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, this so podcast yeah. sponsored not by <laughs> T-Mobile. <laughs> not sponsored. Sponsored yeah. by my T-Mobile plan, which I love. Yes. Thank you, John Ledger. <laughs> not ours. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, one thing I... The one thing that I did want to bring up that I wasn't sure I would touch on about the film, the music was not something I know about. But... Okay. It's an interesting way, place uh, to start, but okay. Yeah, I know. I, Are you I talking, just... talking soundtrack here on this film? Yes, the soundtrack. Did anyone else, every time they started playing that Wonder Woman, get slight chills raining down there? Oh. Yes. Absolutely. It's a beautiful I thought I love how they brought it in just a little bit each time the action started happening and then saved it for the, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, God, that was great. That was yeah, oh. That may be one of the best themes in recent memory. Like, that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it immediately just gets me emotional. Like, yeah. with the action on screen, um, I will say, and I think I've mentioned this, may, I don't know, on a podcast, but I think I've definitely mentioned it to Colleen. I'm not a big fan of the guitar riffs, the rock guitar riffs. Right. Those... Just don't mesh well with me in this. Yeah, I don't know. It just I, I can see I, it what, seems out of place. I'm very aware of that. Like it, like it even yeah. in this current mm-hmm. yeah. one. Well, there's just a little bit when she's uh, fighting Ludendorff at the end. Um, mm-hmm. The that's about the only time I think it comes in this in this movie. But it was definitely all over the place and like Batman. <laughs> oh, I Superman love those and, guitar riffs. It's badass. Uh, but I didn't think it belonged. Yeah, in this I feel. Film. Like, I feel like it was overlaid with enough or um, like string accompaniment. It's so jarring it for me that it takes me. Oh, uh, see, I the like screen, it. The well, I'm just going to give it up to mm-hmm. Rupert Gregson Williams, who's the composer of that. Uh, hats off to you, sir. Oh, from- he'll, he'll I love everything else. Just that those twenty. He's from England. He's a Brit. <laughs> I love that it's interesting that the one person that normally brings up the score is, but it's the one person that doesn't seem to enjoy it. Oh uh, no! Do you are you're not listening? Because okay. I Heart, said one percent of the score I don't like. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. But I really? love everything else. And I even yeah. like the song that they that they released on the radio. Essentially, the Sia song "To Be Human." Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is oh, the one yeah, that, that was good. That I like that a lot too. But I loved I loved his score because I felt like it was very understated. Um, through the movie, it just carried you through, and then during the action sequences, you were like so in it, and it was just really. 
it, it, it amplified it for me. I oh. felt I felt the emotion through it, you know. When she, oh, when she ran out on the battlefield the first time when they were in the trenches and oh, she fuck. ran out, um, yeah. I cried. I cried. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, like, trying not to make a sound because there was, like, people sitting well, on the left and right. I'm, like, articles, There's been, like, 20 articles that came out about that particular scene that they almost cut that out of the film. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, yeah, like, can you imagine if that had – if you didn't have that scene – first of all, we need to talk – like, I've been asked – the breeze that Coffee Bean that I go to all the time, we, we're super comic book nerds, and we've been talking about this film for almost two years. <laughs> and so when it came out, he asked me – Specifically, he was like, what was your favorite battle scene in the film? Is it the, the one we're talking about right now where she comes out on the thing? Or is it, uh, you know, the, for her versus, you know, God of War? And I said, neither, actually, neither of those scenes are my absolute favorite scene in the movie. The, I love both of them. But my favorite quote-unquote battle scene is, um, you know, very early on in the film. Oh, with the Antiope? No, no, not even oh. that. Where she walks into the war room uh, with Steve Trevor and, you know, translates the book for everybody. Because, you know, of course, <laughs> my, one of my favorite lines is like, oh, it's Sumerian. <laughs> and so they, and she's and they're like, and she's like, surely someone else here knew that. Like, come on. Guys. <laughs> Come on. Do a little self study here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that they're like women aren't allowed in here. She's I know, and that like, one general just keeps referring to her as who is this woman? And then when he tells Steve Trevor, like, you're gonna do nothing, you're gonna stand down, we're gonna get this peace accord signed, and she gets right in the general's face and she's mm-hmm. like, You should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, where I come from, generals are on the battlefield fighting alongside their men, not hiding behind a desk, you know, like and where she just keep and Steve Trevor, if you watch the scene, like I've seen it four times now. He just keeps trying to like move her and you really see her strength because he cannot physically control her ever. And she's just pushing him away like he's nothing. And she keeps coming back to the guy's face to like tell him. Now, it it seems like nothing because it's Wonder Woman. But if you look at the time period that that's taking place in, you're talking about the turn of the century where a woman not only was in a room where they're discussing war and other things where she would never have been allowed. But the fact that a woman is standing up to someone who's a general and basically telling me is a piece of shit in front of all these other people mm. where women didn't have the right to vote. Exactly, they were still yeah. considered property in both America and England. It, it's a gigantic scene. It's like, yeah, absolutely. That is, to me is like that scene. Oh, oh yeah, I noticed that the, the second time, movie. especially because there's no point during the movie where Diana considers herself, uh, anything other than what she is, which is a capable person who is the person who should get shit done. You know, she never thinks of herself as a girl or as like a super girl or, you know, she just is like, I'm here. I can do stuff. Why is everybody making this hard for me? Yeah, she's um, never, never anything less than an equal or even a superior. To exactly. And she it. doesn't look at other people as less than her either, which I think is really important because a lot of times in superhero films, the superhero themselves is aware of their supremacy to the mortals around them. And Diana never considers herself that yeah. during anything uh, in the That makes me want to bring up something else. Uh they're like okay. Um, I love how they dealt with like her. It was one of the more charming aspects, and this they kept it light, and the pacing about the lightness in it was perfect. When she was going into you know uh, the Western world of uh, London, and Steve Trevor was like trying to like take her, like and uh, the secretary. Uh, I love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
how we yeah Edda who is played by uh, what's her name Lucy, Lucy Davis yeah yeah who we She's know as, yeah we know as um, Dawn from the Office the original Office OG mm-hmm. the Ranger base um, and also Shaun of the Dead but uh, she acted like bewildered but not dumb about it she was like more yeah. like why what's the point of these things like she wasn't like. A lot of times when it's like this fish out of water stuff, it's like people are like they're treating them like they're, oh, isn't this funny because they're so dumb to our ways. No, she just thought it as like frivolous, pointless. Like, I like I her opening thing, like, this is London. She's like, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and she's yeah, like, I can't move Yeah, and she's like, why would I wear these clothes? How do I fight in these clothes? I cannot move in these clothes. Yeah, rips the seam. But when she the touches yeah. the bustier and she's like, is this what passes for armor in your country? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but see, at no point does she not know that she's on Earth. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no word. She didn't believe she came from some magical, mystical place. I mean, she knew, like, she says early on that to to Steve that they are the bridge to all mankind. Like, they have a very specific job on planet Earth, and they were put there, the Amazons, to basically bring about peace on Earth. Like, that's their mission, you know? So she's, she's aware of Earth. Obviously, she didn't know how everything had changed since she was reading all these books and stuff. That apparently didn't have pictures of the current world in it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked her reactions to the things. How she looked at the cars when she sees the baby, you know, mm. and she's like, "Oh, my!" And he's like, "No, that one." And the ice cream. And, yeah. Oh, the, the, my favorite was the revolving door. That was. Oh, the revolving. Oh, yeah. door. She did a fantastic job with physical comedy in that. But that, but it's also another great scene where. She is doing something, and then Steve is doing the atypical male role in a film. Yeah, like, oh, like, let me yeah. help you. And she's like, and she doesn't even say to him, like, I got this. She's just like, boom. Nope, and she yeah, just does like, I'm, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, I'm going to get it right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's throughout the film, no matter what she's doing, whether she's training to be a warrior or she's trying to go through the revolving door or whatever else, she's just like, you know, I got this. Like, I don't need your assistance, you know. It's it's very interesting, the tiny the tiny things that she does in the film that are so blatantly feminist, but not in a way where people just go, Oh, feminism is just, that's for lesbians. And well, for- also, yeah, <laughs> he falls in love with her because she's like nobody he's ever met because she doesn't need him. Yeah. Well, that, well yeah, that, and that's clearly established from their boat ride scene, which PS was completely improvised. Really? When oh, that whole scene between them where they're having the whole, well, you want to sleep next to me? That entire scene was improvised. Like, Patty like, Jenkins yeah, like, why put them on the boat and was like, yeah. okay, you guys are going to bed now. Go for it. And that entire thing between them was improvised. Chris Pine is so great. <laughs> yeah, they, he, so both, great for Not for one second in this film did I not believe 100% that uh, they were falling for each other. Their oh, chemist- my God. Uh, yes. Oh, and uh, is this a good time to bring up uh, there a part of the sequel announcement? Um, sure. I, I guess it depends. Well, this part of the sequel announcement. <laughs> People is. know this is a spoiler cast by now, so yeah, they. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope so. You may be surprised or not surprised to hear uh, Chris Pine's coming for the sequel. No, of Same. course he's coming. Yeah, because that right. chemistry is like. I'm sorry. What do you have that chemistry? You don't. You yeah, write you don't around. You write. You write around mm. it. Okay. You find a way to like bring him back in some respect. I can only think right right now, having just heard the news for the first time. The only thing I can think of is sort of the um, Clark Kent's father in yeah. the sequel, where he 
he's hallucinating it dead there. Well, it's, it's a maybe it'll be well you know, they, you never know what they're going to do because you don't see Steve Trevor shoot the gun and blow up. So there's the slim possibility that he may have figured out a way to eject himself. <laughs> he, he's at a cafe with Batman and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and but but, but really the sequel also that. takes place in yeah. the 80s. So I'm bummed. I'm bummed about that. Let me just say that because I was really hoping for like a World War II suffragette, Etta Candy, and Wonder Woman. You know, like yeah, dynamic it, duo kind of thing. It, it, I, I know. I would have really liked to see Etta come back for the sequel. I feel like she. I didn't see enough Etta. Yeah, she was a scene stealer. Like yeah, sure. she was fantastic. Well, in the comic books, she's a huge character. She's a gigantic character in the early comic books when it was, you know, being written at that time. So it's it was great to see them bring her back for this film and that they took it back, you know, to World War One um, with Wonder Woman, which I thought was was brilliant so that they could really get it very gritty. It's a very gritty yeah, because, you know, you have this juxtaposition of, uh, you know, the mascara versus everything else that's going on in the world at the time, you know. Oh, uh, speaking of Themyscira, can we talk about Robin Wright? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. How great was she? She's fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So she was the one. Yeah. She played Antia B, who was the lead general, who basically was ordered to train Diana. But her mother, played by Connie Nielsen, like said, well, don't her too intensely but like she like uh, Antia B realized how powerful Diana was and she's like no you know what she is and we have to train her accordingly well like, everybody on the sad news was everybody on the island knew what Diana was except for Diana yeah it was a Truman show in Themyscira uh, that, if we're if we're gonna go down more uh, more apt analogies, it was actually more like Naruto in this. Film. Yeah, <laughs> Naruto. Oh, I've always said Naruto, and that's well, that's wrong. It, it, it's Naruto over here, but it, well, it, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm white, Paul, and it's Naruto. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So I, I watched it sub Naruto. Naruto Uzuma. Uh, okay. Glad we got that squared away. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Robin Wright was just perfect casting. She was fantastic. I mean, she in all the post interviews has basically like they trained so hard for those scenes and even Gal like on the on the battle scene on the beach where you see these women riding into battle on horseback. Her comment was like, you've never seen that in a film. You've never seen warrior women like fucking jumping off a cliff and shooting a rope into the side of a thing and swinging and like, yeah. you know. Like utterly like, terrifying if you're watching, approaching that. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> not I mean, a good she, scene. <laughs> she should be okay. Dread Pirate Robin. Roberts, yeah. honestly. <laughs> no, yeah. No more Princess Buttercup. Yeah. Oh, no. She's... She's earned her warrior princess uh, status 100%. Mm-hmm. I want to see an Antiope spinoff, honestly. Right? A, a prequel? An Antiope prequel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How she became Because I'm the sorry, general. woman does not age anyway, so. No. Like, no, she's fantastic. I mean, all the stunts you see being done by women were done by actual women. There was no, like, uh, you know... If if you, you want to take it way back to the to the eighties and uh, talk about when all girl stunts were done by boys, and you look at the film BMX Bandits, in which Nicole Kidman stunt man uh, was wearing the worst red wig with a full beard oh, yeah. during the movie, you know, <laughs> these women oh. were all completely badass. They trained in battle. They trained in horse stunts, which is a whole genre all by itself, just to do that. 
you know, it, it's one of the most beautifully made scenes in in film history, as far as I'm concerned. I loved it. Yeah, well, and also, uh, Antiope is going to somehow be in Justice League. Mm. Hmm. Somehow. So. Maybe maybe she's going to, like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi it for, yeah. for Diana. Uh, hologram style? Yeah. 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 No, no change, just the holograms. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she. I mean, she was um, like, and also I liked how uh, the the Amazons were not all white women. No, yes, they, uh, no, yes, yeah, like POC. So yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah so. uh, it, it's always it's always interesting to see like films like this, with even with such a huge budget. Sometimes you can tell they don't care about minutia like that like that something that's just one detail that's all mm-hmm. it is and they'll just go like ah whatever like, especially dc I and mean, dc have really been terrible yes yeah, so yeah they yeah. completely have lost my trust and yeah <laughs> and then i i can only hope that it was the director it was gal like everyone in there's like uh no we're doing this right so it was- it's like they're made by gods who's to say gods only make white people <laughs> Right. I, well, hey, if we're gonna, if we're going down that route, yeah, okay. Jesus was a person of color as well. Like, there's no yeah, way exactly. he wasn't. Wait, what? <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> Jesus? Yeah. My Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not going. Let's stop right there. I'm not. We're ending that riff right now. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was a NASCAR fan and a tuxedo teacher. <laughs> yeah. Dear six pound eight ounce Jesus. <laughs> Learning all your shapes and colors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brett, why don't we have a look at your notes? Well, I have no notes, Paul. <laughs> yeah, no notes <laughs> Norm, I either have eight pages or zero. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this was well, the scene. Uh, it's so fresh. I was, figured I could uh, yeah, just was. pull from the old memory banks. Should uh, we discuss some of the tertiary characters? Yes. I Can we start off with um, Ewan Bremer? Because I yes. love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Uwen, uh, is it Ewan or Ewan? Do you know Paul? Uh, I'd have to see how it's written. Um, E-W-E-N. Uh, Ewan. Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you said yeah, the Y in there. But obviously, uh, people will know him from Trainspotting. Yeah, um, the other Ewan in Trainspotting. Yes. <laughs> yes, not that Ewan. The other Ewan. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, Ewan yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's another scene stealer in this and just what a fantastic character actor and once again just so well cast yeah um brings in a little bit of that humor into like heavy situations um but also kind of a troubled character which is nice oh it was heartbreaking yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it showed like diana it like helped diana see like the heartbreak behind war like it's not just men fighting like blindly for power like people suffer very severe consequences as a result of war and i think that helps her have some sympathy for humanity yeah he's see consequences mm, like that yeah he's definitely exhibiting ptsd like yes. uh, majorly <laughs> and not like what's getting beat over the head with it but just a couple of scenes and you that's all you need to put it together yeah yeah that, uh, well that just shows someone that's able to embody the character mm-hmm. straight away so you you don't need exposition dump <laughs> and i love just that one little scene with you know like he's a little down like oh we're not gonna need and wonder woman's of course we're gonna, you know who's gonna sing this? you know and just yeah. the the kindness there and i just i love their little kind of moments that they have uh okay who else do we want who else on the who else stuck out for you uh samir ah yes uh who looks like um uh the guy who played uh 
was in In Cold Blood and played the killer. Um, he, but he's not the same guy, but he looks a lot like him. Uh, anyways, uh, but yes, I, I, I also, yeah, I, I also thought it was very like moving how he said he wanted to be an actor, but they didn't want people who looked like me. <laughs> like, oh. a, little, uh, a little tough to hear. <laughs> and and also the chief, which I heard he could factor in later on. Yes. Um, oh, is not... he going to be back around? Right. Yeah. Now, see, there's a thing on the chief that was an interesting article that not only is that when he he has the only scene in the movie that's not translated when he greets Diana, nobody knows what he says. And apparently, oh, yeah. according to a Native uh, American website, I can't remember the name of, but his scene basically translated into him revealing to her that he is also a demigod. Yeah. That his yes. character is actual uh, really? in, in the war. Isn't he, and he's canon, isn't he? He's yes. In the, yes. Yeah. yeah, but he's also a god. So it'd be interesting to see him pop up again because he's not, he doesn't age just like Diana. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he is going to be in the sequel path. So. Yeah, so yeah. that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense than Chris Pine, as much as we love Chris Pine in this. Um, uh, should we talk about the villains? Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> yes, the three villains in this film. So uh, I'd say uh, may as well cover the uh, the main two that we have for most of the film. Uh, so both uh, Danny Houston and Elena Anaya, <laughs> which is a really interesting yeah. name to try and say quickly. It's a very Game of Thrones name, Elena Anaya. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I do have Thrones on it, so. Right, yeah. so. So out of those two, who should we go with first, do you think? Well, I don't know since, yeah, Nora can probably fill us in better here since I'm not familiar with the comments, but I wanted to see more from Dr. Poison, or at least a more, I want to know more about her, I guess. I heard I guess she's not ruled out for factoring in in some way in the future. Also, she didn't die, so, yeah. yeah. She is alive at the mm-hmm. end. So. Yeah. I mean, I will say she was brilliantly played. I want to give it up to the costume department for her face mask. Yeah. She was really amazing. Well, I guess they took that from a lot of historical precedent. Like, they tried to be, like, historically accurate for, like, like they tried to, like, they used what was actually, like, what people actually had back then and then kind of amped it up. Like, because obviously she's a brilliant scientist. And probably can amp right. It up. Yeah. And that, so. I ended up ended up finding out the whole thing about that face. The director, when talking to the act playing it, basically said that Dr. Poison did that to herself. She was testing out her own concoctions on herself to see what would happen. That makes and sense. So that, that's that why girl she is poison. <laughs> 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 there's, I'm, I'm, you know I'm sure there's like a YouTube montage of Dr. Poison with that song. Oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> if I can trust the internet, I, I, I bet you there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, then um, Ludendorff. What do we think of Ludendorff? Um, I mean, kind of a typical <laughs> villain. Um, I, with his, I, I can't, with his I can't, cooking yeah. powder no, file. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like if you can combine like cocaine and Botox into one thing, which I'm surprised yeah. that's not a thing. Cocaine, um, yeah. Um, it, like, you can't hate on Danny Houston as a villain. No, He's brilliant. no absolutely not. No, he was fantastic, but I love how they took uh, you know the typical German villain and sort of didn't go full i mean obviously hitler wasn't in power and stuff then so you can't go full hitler but he was very just understated as a villain like you just there was nothing to like about him anyway he was very cruel and power hungry and all that other kind of stuff but they he did it in such a way where it was like unique to that time period 
Oh, yeah. I, I love how he was stubborn in saying, no, we're not done. Even though everybody was saying, no, uh, we're starving to death. We've got nothing. He, I mean, yeah, he was very, Kim, he was a very, like, North Korean dictator about it. He was like, no, we're fine. We're going to defeat them. And, and, of course, the very misdirecting, almost Michael Clark Duncan-esque voice he has. It's got that gravel, deep, gravelly voice. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's an imposing yeah, presence yeah, that he has. And yeah. I did start to think halfway through the film, I was like, this is a bit too off. <laughs> Oh, that's he how I found the whole. He can't yeah. be who everyone thinks. It's yeah. not gonna work out. Though. Yeah, because they were playing it so hard. Yeah, that you yeah, knew that, some someone else was coming. Yeah, because there, there would have been no third act twist, which pretty much every single one of these films ends up having. Yeah, like, and it, you can't even say, well, what about a character moment? No, they all had those too. Like everything was neatly wrapping up, so there had to be something. Yeah. So instead, it becomes twist. Spoiler: uh, David Thewlis is character. The um, and I called it from the beginning. But that well, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was like, I mean, I, I knew there was something weird about him, but like rewatching it a second time, I was like, oh god, I should have caught like I should have caught on way earlier. Well, when it, from I the first the moment he sees Diana, he's shocked. Yeah, because he knows who she is. Yeah. And then he got scared for a moment, like, oh, shit, like, what's about to go down right now? But she doesn't know who he is. And yeah. then that's when he starts playing with them a little bit. Like, let me see what's really going to happen here. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Uh, and for me, it was just, like, the second he was on screen, it was like, oh, Lupin's in this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It, it took me a minute just to get past that and then of course he had the very stereotypical English accent well, back then <laughs> so, there's <laughs> even more authentic English than his actual so, right yeah. Uh, but yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed him once he basically just came out once he turned heel yeah once he turned heel yeah Good yeah times. yeah he, he was like a deliciously evil villain mm-hmm. like in that English way yeah it was it was really cool to see like, literally, he's just letting go at the end. He's like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> yes, I'm the god yeah. of war. And, yeah, it was it was fun to see, although I still... I do have a little bit of an issue when it comes to films like this, where, you know, same as Man of Steel. You have two invincible people that fight until one of them isn't as invincible as they were before. Like, it's... Well, you have to resolve it somehow. Yeah, there has to be a resolution. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. It's always some emotional like climax that like causes the tides to turn. Yeah, and it, every time. And, yeah, it's always uh, like it's very Dragon Ball Z esque. Actually, like the loss of a loved yeah. one finally makes them snap, and she yeah. goes Super Saiyan at the end. Dark Phoenix or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It is so gratifying to be talking to people that get that bloody reference. <laughs> so many times I've mentioned something like that and I go, huh? Never mind. <laughs> oh, no, they had Dragon Ball Z nights in, like, the, like, dorm lounge in my dorm freshman year. <laughs> Over yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Trust so, me, it was an apt uh, reference. <laughs> I will trust. <laughs> <it>. Okay, <laughs> I am not going to uh, go to the tape yeah, yeah. <laughs> and check. Yeah, we're good. Uh, um, no, no, no hate on the Dragon Ball Z. Just uh, not going to go down that road. Oh, one thing I I wanted to cover actually, nothing directly linked to what's in the film, but what came out. Afterwards, when they're actually screening the film, I'm assuming you've at least heard of what happened with the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. 
Oh, yeah, the all-female screening. They, God, how I, dare they? I want an Alamo draft house here, for fuck's sake. I know Those everybody wants an awesome. Alamo draft house. They're fucking I, I have a Flix brew house. Which... Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the yeah. thing about it is, is, let me say this. We have the luxury loungers here in Ventura, and where I'm moving to have, like, a more draft house feel in the theater around the corner from our, from my house mm-hmm. so you have like where you can get all the food and they have the 21 and over theater where it's like you can just drink and shit during the movie <laughs> well that's, that's kind of like what flicks is like yeah oh yeah. flicks is amazing for for people that, that don't know they, yeah they brew their own beer <laughs> yeah uh, alamo alamo draft house announced that they were going to have one count it one uh-huh. women only screening of wonder woman because Go women. Like, you know, it was, uh, hey, you know, just let's just have an all-woman screening of the film that all women have wanted for a very long time. Sure. Right. Sounds fine. And then a lot of people online, you can probably guess the gender, decided <laughs> that this Reddit was <laughs> sexist. <laughs> and how dare this occur? There's no way that you would have an all-men. Men have been treated again. unfairly for far the too men, long. The men's rights activists. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which and is my then, favorite yeah. new actual who bet, thing. Who, so yeah, who Betsy DeVos, like takes meetings with yeah, she took a meeting not. with them to discuss campus rate and that's <laughs> yeah, not because, a joke yeah nope it is not yeah. wish it was it's <laughs> not um, yeah. Because that's, well, that's yeah, just we, the real victims of You know, it's cool. Rate. Both people are usually drunk, so it's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, no, not trying to get too, <laughs> too dark. This can now, be edited out. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 it's dang it. But, yeah. but uh, yes, Alamo Draft House mm. response to people getting outraged that there were women's own, uh, one women-only screening of the film was to add more women-only screenings love, of the yes. film. Mm-hmm. I know. That's good business, man. Mm-hmm. That's good business. Yeah, and it's yep. like, you know, Hey, guess what? They're the majority of the population, assholes. So, (laughs) we're... Thank you. (laughs) And I believe that the the owner of the draft house said, you can't wait half an hour. Like, we Mm -hmm. have more than one screen Mm -hmm. showing this, but... Yeah. Oh, well, fuck it. More women-only screening of Wonder Woman. Yeah. And they they all sold out, and they just keep asking for more. yeah. Yeah. Because let me just say this. Nobody had to advertise this, but when I saw Magic Mike... Um, there were, it was an all, I'd never been in a theater where it was just all women. It was all women, about three heterosexual bro douches who were there with their girlfriend who didn't want them to, you know, look at Channing Tatum without them present. And then like two gay guys. And before the movie started, these women were going crazy. They were throwing like $1 bills at <laughs> the screen. They were so hyped up. And, you know, and I get that kind of like girls night out kind of thing. But this is more of like something that all women have waited for their whole life to see a woman like this on screen who is exactly how we all feel about ourselves. Like we are capable. We are smart. We can fucking do shit and get shit done. And it's so important, especially for young girls, especially today in the America that, you know, is kind of surrounding them. For them to be able to see that is, you know, unbelievably important right now. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like, yeah, I know some people might not understand all that. They'll say, well, just one It's like, you couldn't do this with Lucy, say, like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a, a woman carrying a film, but it's like, it's not the same. It really no, it's not. It's about what she represents and her moral compass. And, Lucy yeah. is a more spiritual film than Wonder Woman, I want to say. It's a humanity film versus Wonder Woman that's really about the power of women overall in the whole world. And it, when it gets down to it, like, like, people view superheroes as a boys club. It's a boys thing. Superheroes are boys things. That's what boys are interested in. And how yeah. dare you? 
Like, not only are you, do you have, like, are you going to make us watch a woman? You won't even let us watch it with you. Like, how dare you? Yeah, we don't get to see it first. Uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, basically, basically yeah, the man was just coming off as the jealous boyfriend. Like, oh, who are you texting? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, she really... Putting the rest of us under a bad light here, guys. Can you? Yeah. Hey, tell us it's, back? I'm totally fine. They suck and they do suck. So yeah, <laughs> some very well. I'm told. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, I I really wanted to make sure that we covered that because mm. I I love it. Kind of actually, uh, I wanted to bring something up when we were talking about it, but I I couldn't really fit it in. The, the way that this film covers feminism and you know, women power and doing the covers like yeah that that style is the way that i think all films should cover all of these sort of hot button topics which is it doesn't fucking comment on them it just no. is like exactly yeah. she, she's like why why is there a difference like what like yeah are you that's kidding such a great me? like, like yeah. what like yeah, how is this even a thing yeah, like I, why do they even have to fight for their rights that's ridiculous to me yeah, it's the same as when whenever there's a tv show that i'm or a film i'm watching and it is just like yeah oh so there's husband and wife there husband and wife there husband and husband husband and wife there like mm-hmm. woman and wife and, and it's, nothing is said by any character in the film and the own the only person that would ever say anything in those films or shows or context are the people that are portrayed as sexist or racist or anything like that like they're the outliers everyone else in this entire universe is absolutely fine and i i love it about this because the only thing that you see in this film are slight outrage in the generals in the the war room scene and then everyone else is just like oh she can do that great that's, that's about yeah. it. That's yeah. The only yeah, exactly. She's accepted as she should be. <laughs> yeah, which is, <laughs> For the most how, part. Which yeah. is how everything, like, yeah, obviously, I'm getting on my soapbox here. But like, that, I just wish that everything could be like that. And unfortunately, still, there are things where it's like people are like, oh, they're on a pedestal. Yeah, like, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah well. that's, yeah, look how feminist we're being, or look how uh, <laughs> pro gay we're being, or, you know, just like, look, but. No, you just handle it maturely and let have a well developed character. Yeah. And it will work out just fine. <laughs> yeah, like just just You mean like, like shoe shoehorning yeah, you mean like mm. shoehorning like Sulu's gay her- character into uh a Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. And I mean yeah, but we're obviously not in charge of everything that goes on in Hollywood. But, uh, we aren't? I, I know. <laughs> Terrible news. So to drag it down. Yes, we should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm really hopeful that in about five to ten years' time, people like like us are going to be the guys that are high enough up that are just kind of making these decisions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the older people that are the ones that are like, oh, well, this is very forward-thinking. We must do this now. It's, like, it's not forward-thinking. It's just the way the world is. <laughs> it's just the way most of us, the most of the world has been. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also like with Spider-Man, like the MJ character, like who they're positioning her to be, allegedly, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. it's somebody who gives Peter shit. Well, I, yeah, she's I, not just da- damsel in distress. Well, no, I, I mean, does does anyone know what her introduction in the comic books is? Then, like, did, have they not seen that? Because it it really is just. I was like, he comes home or something, and then uh, May says, "Oh, you know, Mary Jane's here," and she's just there, like, "Well, Tiger, you just won the jackpot." Like, that's who Mary. 
That's who yeah, MJ but it's was. Like, but, it, but it's not. But it's more like she just. But more than like saying, "Look at me, I'm hot. You should be appreciative." It's no, more it's like, just... "Dude, get over yourself and your <laughs> shit." Okay. Yeah. You're I, not I, that. But spe- you're not that special. Yeah, I've, I've always <laughs> seen MJ as being. Kind, like kind of like always being sure of herself and not necessarily the damsel's dress with the exception when the the villain just decided to kidnap so i mean there's always going to be damsels in distress so i, I kind of hope that goes away eventually. but this tying back to wonder woman back to that opening kind of scene on the beach i love that you know she's the reason that steve trevor survives yes um <laughs> pulling him out of the wreckage yeah and can we all raise a glass to joss whedon like not getting his script through for Wonder Woman because it would have been the Steve Trevor movie. Yeah, mm, yeah, would have been. I mean, I I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what what he would have done with it, but I I Maybe do agree. Maybe directing that, it, but not writing it. Yeah, he definitely could have directed it. Yeah, and I wonder if directors of Marvel and DC films sign non-competition clauses in their oh, contracts. Not. not anymore. Yeah. Because Joss Whedon, like, defected or whatever. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) It's true, guys. I'm going home. Yeah, Yeah, but Joss, it's guys. Uh Screw you guys, I'm going to that cave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to live in the shadows. Yeah. (laughs) Worst (laughs) favorite impression you're going to hear all day. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure you could do, like, go on YouTube and find some pretty epic ones. Mm -hmm. Hello. If you ever want to try it, all you really need is a cup. Just a slight okay. Scottish accent. Uh, yes. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I didn't know we were allowed to use props, so apologies. <laughs> There you go. I have, uh, I've driven many people let's mad. Do, are there any scenes or anything about this that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Scenes that charmed you or moved you or didn't like? Whatever. Anybody? And I, well, I've got one scene that I probably enjoyed the most entire film, which is after the trench scene. So, you know, obviously she's, her powers are starting to grow and then they get to the town. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was badass. That was badass. That whole scene was... Obviously, I wasn't gripping the seat real tightly, but it was a it was a on the edge of the seat thing where you are just watching this woman going from person to person, just just killing it without yeah. without a huge amount of killing, but still. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just just seeing. It's not even. It's one of the things I liked about the film. Actually, it's not like she's trying to get stronger and stronger. It's that she just it again, kind of, kind of say any from Dragon Ball Z. Like the more she fights, the more she taps into that side of herself, the more power she mm-hmm. gets, and she just she just does these things instinctively. Well, they, well they, they they told her to to not. They they tried to keep her from doing that because that would alert Ares to her presence. Yes. Well, yeah, the Amazons didn't want her to, you know fully use her power because it would send the bat signal up that she was alive and here i am but i think two two major things on all of the battle scenes you don't have one moment of the battle scenes where you're getting a gratuitous tit shot or ass shot of wonder woman no there are no michael bay shots (laughs) she's never shot from the male gaze not mm-hmm. for one second. Um, and one article that I read that I didn't, I had to really look the fourth time I went, this woman basically said it's its two seconds of film time, but right after she finishes um, annihilating Ares, when she lands 
there's a tight shot on her and you see her thigh jiggle. As oh, she I heard, I read about that. And I this read woman about wrote an entire article about that, like basically saying, thank you for showing that Patty Jenkins, because when a, a person has muscles and they're using them to like, you know, take the impact of something, that's what a muscle does. And you see a real moment of like, she's a woman with a body and this is what it looks like when a strong woman does something. It, there was no, uh, you know, there was never a shot. Like I said, you know, you didn't have the tit or the ass shots, which is like where I feel bad for like Scarlett Johansson as an example in the Avengers and everything. It's like it's constant tit and ass shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That her zoomed right in on those black body. leather pants. Okay, I'm yeah. not complaining mm-hmm. about her body. <laughs> no. It's just it, you're <laughs> never seeing just Black Widow, except for the very first time you see her in the first Iron Man movie where you, when you see her come in and just kick everyone's fucking ass. You're like, who is this? You know? Yeah. And then after that, when you finally know she's Black Widow, you don't really see that. And that's sad. And that's, I'm hoping the next, Mar- you know, Avengers will take a note from this and not show Scarlet Witch or, you know, Black Widow uh, in just, like, the boob shots. Right. You know, like, let's, let's show well, that- the powerful women that they are. And we also got, like... Chris Pine almost naked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was naked except for his hand. hand so. yeah. yeah, his hand very well yeah, placed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was improvised as well. Yeah. Like uh, him talking about his anatomy was improvised. Oh, above well. average. Like, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. that... Pine, he's come a long way from, you know, his Lindsay Lohan uh, co starring days. Oh, I'll just boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Everyone needs to watch his SNL because he just so nailed good. it. It's so, well, not so, so good. You get not a backpack fashion show. Yes, that, exactly. I've never wanted to have a backpack fashion show. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. But the other thing is, both he and Chris Pine play Steves with two first names. Yeah, he's playing Steve Trevor, and Chris Pine plays Steve Rogers. Like it's well, it's so confusing. We're gonna start to bring it full circle with the next Star Trek movie because we're gonna get to see two yes. Chris's playing father and son, which I cannot wait. I know mm. that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I, so I must say, and, I, and father is younger than son. I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say that I I've been enjoying all of these like, sort of male stars that are really starting to kick up, especially in uh, the Marvel or uh, Chris Pine as well. Like, but they all seem to have a real sense of humor and are really funny if you let them. Like, it's, uh, Self, they're self-aware. Yeah. And, yeah, like, which is uh, very I, well, much appreciated. Like, going back to Ghostbusters with Hemsworth as the, uh, the, the bimbo... Uh, receptionist that a lot of that was him improvising such as when he was wearing the glasses he rubs his eyes with glasses uh (laughs) melissa mccarthy calls him out on it that was entirely improvised by him Uh, and they all (laughs) talked about how like it wasn't fair they were like when they were doing the press tour they were like it's not right it's not right like (laughs) you're not allowed to be that funny (laughs) <laughs> no it's yeah it's like john ham like no you don't get to be this charming <laughs> funny and look like that no screw you yeah <laughs> like no, being funny is my thing asshole you no you just be boring and dramatic like yeah yeah, yeah. well I think we well, probably uh, that, i'm sorry well and also that's why i'm looking forward to taiko watiti's um version of thor because i think that he will oh, definitely let yeah. chris like let his you know comedy like the like his talents out in terms of comedy. Well, even just in the trailer, that yes, you get to see he's clearly like letting letting himself a little loose on that thing. Yeah, and that but whole, it looks fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, it'll be no. it'll be interesting to watch. I obviously Thor films have been kind of yeah okay for me. I am excited. This for Ragnarok looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I really like the first one. Dark World. Hello, uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum, yes, always Goldblum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wonder if he's gonna have his truck lying around. Oh, God, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, should we wrap up some final? I, I think Closing thoughts here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Colleen can well, get out of her just, podcasting situation. Yeah, so, just before we, we get into our final thoughts, uh, we did get uh, technically, I got three responses while asked for uh, comments and thoughts on this. Um, I, I got uh, a thing from Sarah Poulton saying, What's your email? I'll send something over. And then she didn't. So, thanks, Sarah. Um, <laughs> we, we will. <laughs> And, and for so those, a little busy too. That's for those okay. of you thinking of writing in a, at a later date, I genuinely do just read every response uh-huh. we get. So if you're going to do something, you might want to follow up. We'll, we'll, uh, um, we'll quote tweet it if she gets it out to us. Or, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely retweet it on my account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we got uh, Paul Goodman from the One Good Thing podcast, and he said, I loved it. DC made a film I can get emotionally invested that made me laugh and that actually had a clear message. I thought Gal Gadot was great, and pairing her with Patty Jenkins was a masterstroke. She really got this elegant and powerful beauty to the forefront of the character, and, to my favourite thing, proved that there is no DCEU conspiracy. Just a lot of shitty DCEU movies, and now one great one. The CGI was Still a little rubbish from time to time, hmm. which I, I can Fair I can point, see what he's talking but about. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and then Rogue Squadron podcast got a hold of us to say that DC finally make a good movie. Everything was great, a very powerful womanly movie without being overly feminine. World War One with a great set choice, since most of our recent superhero movies have been modern day. I'm glad mm-hmm. Captain Kirk died at the end. It raised the stakes for Diana and showed her what losses. The only complaint I have is Ares. I get that he would Professor Lupin when infiltrating the British government, and sh- but once he assumed his form, I couldn't believe it was still that old face behind the mask. I was expecting him to be a bit more godly. That that is a good that is a valid point. I did that did cross my mind. I will say. Well, and did anyone notice who like they were sort of hinting at as Zeus? Uh, during the during the very, shots, apparently like, not. Maybe yeah. Well, you just barely see it. But to me, I there was a couple like I've seen it four times now, and it's still I'm still like, hmm, who could they possibly? And I don't know if they're ever gonna put Zeus in later, so they're s- sort of leaving it nebulous. But um, oh shit, now I can't remember. <laughs> but oh, it'll come to me in a minute. All right. So yes, uh, on top of that, does anyone have any real final thoughts they want to finish up with? Uh, I'll go and then I'll toss it over uh, yeah, to our guest. But um, I was super excited, you know, first time I went into this. You know, the theater absolutely loved it. Um, second watch, usually diminishing returns on this, loved it even more the second time. I could, I, I thought, oh, you know what, because I had some third act issues the, the, the first time. Those issues went completely out, uh, <laughs> by, you know, out of the way uh, in the second watch because, because you have to have that kind of, Typical superhero ending, and, and I'm fine with that. But the film is 
amazing. It, it, it's one of my favorites of the year. Um, we had a lot of good movies come out in the past few months, and I would still put it top two or three for me for the year. Um, it, it's one I do want to get back to the theater and see while it's still in there. It's one I'm definitely going to buying on iTunes, and just everyone needs to see this. I'm sure you've seen it if you're listening to this. You need to see it again. Uh, you need to show it to other people. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough good things about it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I would say that it's definitely a film that... Number one, DC needed. Like that, if this had been bad, there I don't think there would actually be a Justice League film. Like they, they'd be done. Well, the implications are bigger than that. We, we wouldn't get any more. Or the chance of getting positive female roles is yeah, also hurt because everything has to be yeah, great for them. Yeah, and it's just, I'm so happy that this worked out the way it mm-hmm. did. You've got. Gal Gadot was fantastic as Wonder Woman, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the character more. And I did enjoy that, as you know, the Rose Gordon pod said, I did like that Chris Pine died at the end. I wasn't fully expecting it, and I really, really, really hope they don't retcon that. I would want to stay dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm some sort of time how, loop story. Yeah, I'm interested into how they are gonna work into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe the it would be great if somehow Wonder Woman does something which causes him to crash land at the island in the first place. Like if they somehow figure that around, but yeah, whatever. Oh, so uh, what? It's gonna be like lost. Okay, sort of, yes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, maybe she flies around the Earth fast enough that she goes back in time and accidentally oh, right. flies through the wing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then puts him in Jodie Foster's like ship from contact so he goes through a wormhole and is suddenly in the 1980s. <laughs> I love it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, mm. uh, it just borrows every single plot point from every other time travel film in existence. There's a DeLorean somewhere. I don't know. Oh god, <laughs> I would love if they worked in a DeLorean in this since it's set in the 80s. Oh my god, yeah, just in the background somewhere. Yeah, yeah you, out of focus. All, all you hear that. is the sound of it disappearing. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. all you get. Uh, and, and or the, bat, the Batmobile as a DeLorean. Yeah, uh, oh, or you hear the cloister bell somewhere. Uh, but yes. <laughs> when this thing hits 88, you're going to see some serious bat shit. <laughs> <laughs> some serious guano. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, fuck it, they get Jim Carrey's uh, Ace Ventura to say that line to you. Yeah. Oh, um, right. uh, but yes, I... As I was trying to say, yeah, I I really enjoyed this film. I'm really happy that Wonder Woman was done right, and I'm looking forward to more from that character. And as we kind of said before, I I kind of couldn't give a shit who else is going to be in this league film. I'm looking forward to seeing more from that, and and I guess maybe the Flash. I'm interested to see that take. Yeah. All right, so yeah, closing thoughts on your end. Uh, whoever wants to go first, there. Um, I. Uh, listen, I have a Wonder Woman tattoo that I've had since <laughs> before this movie was even an idea in like space. Um, but I've been waiting for this movie my entire life since growing up watching Linda Carter, you know, spin her way into Wonder Woman. And recently, before I saw the film, I started rewatching the episodes of Wonder Woman just to see. And it's really interesting how for the 70s, Wonder Woman was terribly feminist and progressive, but looking at it through a 2017 lens, it's so backwards and so terribly not feminist in so many ways that uh, looking at the evolution of, 
even what's acceptable for women to portray as a strong woman from 41, 40 years ago to now is really kind of amazing. And Patty Jenkins, like, I, I fucking love her. She's amazing. Um, I, I really, really love what she did with this character because she honored the whole uh, point of the character and didn't, you know, swing it into some feminist manifesto that's like over the top and anti-man. This film in, in no way is anti-men or uh, masculinity or anything like that. It's just a, a film to me that's about humanity and about what really, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, what's really important uh, and what humans have above all else is our compassion and our capacity for love. And I think that especially right now Mm -hmm. with everything that's happening, that's like the most important message that could possibly be put out there for young men and young women is that above all else, you always have to be on the side of love. And so I I love this movie so much. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Yeah. And all I can say is uh, this movie will probably be in theaters for at least another month. If you have not seen it, please, it is absolutely worth every penny to go see this. Mm -hmm. You've already said if you've seen it once, like it gets better every time you rewatch it. Um, Go see it with people, especially women who are important in your life. I the second time I saw it, I saw it with my mother and it was an even more emotional movie experience because I think she really she was crying a lot to like and it's it's a really moving experience to see how it is to see like to see a woman in this position that has been occupied and I, I like I say this as a fan of comic books and superheroes it is really incredible to see this like trope and you know genre we've seen dominated by men for so long finally as a woman and it's done in a way that is so inclusive to everybody but not in a way that's too precious or too, uh, I hate to use this word, PC. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's so organic. The whole message in this is so organic. And it's so, um, it just, it, it, it just works. And I, I have been so nervous and wanting this movie to be good for so <laughs> many reasons. And it beyond, it, it delivered beyond all expectation. Um, like, it's just, like, give Patty Jenkins more movies, please. Give, yes. Like, Absolutely, give all women more <laughs> creative control. Well, the other so. thing I want to say that I was just thinking about because I'm just scrolling through the pictures from IMDb. The other thing that it does is it showed women in various states of aging as still strong and powerful. None of the women had their wrinkles CGI'd out or right. you know were wearing 10 pounds of makeup to look young and fresh. It was like they just were. And it's so rare for a movie, unless it's about old women who are supposed to be old women, then you get to see everybody's wrinkles and that's okay. But it's like women are, you know, beautiful and powerful and smart, no matter where they are on the age, you know, range. And that was, that's also unique to this film. So that's why I say every woman should see it, whether they're 10 years old or they're 80 years old. It, it applies to all women, this movie. Also, and also, just if you're like, if you're a fan of The Princess Bride, like, with the, the first 20 mo- uh, minutes of this movie will have you cheering. Because that's another movie that, like, a, seems to appeal to, like, all demographics. The yeah. first 20 minutes of this movie will have you cheering. And then you'll be like, oh, but then you'll be like, wait, everybody else is awesome in this movie. 
That'd be a good double feature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And also, yeah. just because we didn't mention it, P.S. The Lasso of Truth is fucking awesome in this movie. Oh, I guess. Yes. Shout out to The Lasso of Truth. <laughs> Shout out to The Lasso. <laughs> you they, did great I, work, Lasso. Yeah, when they kind of Guantanamo Chris Bay with the last, or Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with uh, the Lasso of Truth, that was great. Uh, I don't know if anyone has seen it here. Have you seen the, the comic where they're, they're kind of poking fun at the fact that Wonder Woman is always deflecting bullets with her in, indestructible bracelets and it's Superman just poked in and it's like, you're indestructible, right? Yeah. Why are you blocking the bullets? And she just drops them <laughs> down and then it just keeps hitting her breastplate and jiggling and everyone just starts laughing. It's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. um, also, he had to mansplain her armor to her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of, I really did enjoy it. We've gone for, basically, it'll be an hour and a half at this point, And like, we have just talked about the characters and stuff. We've not gone into any of the little well, things. Right? Yeah, I, I assume people have seen it or will see it um, if they're listening. Yeah, so. It, so I, I love it. I love that this film has allowed that. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about things have needed to be talked about for quite a long time. Right, so. right. absolutely. Yeah, so that I'm, I'm so, again, I'm just so glad this film is out because now I, I get, it's stupid that a, a major film needs to come out that loads of people go and enjoy, and now everyone on side with exactly. Come on, you should have been talking about this. Before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It shouldn't have. Yeah, it shouldn't have been like. Oh well, I'll wait to see if it's good. No, you should have been no, excited. You should have been first like, in line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw it yeah. opening night. First, <laughs> first show, and I and and uh, same thing with Valerian that's dropping this Friday. I already have my ticket for Thursday night. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what you think on that. You go yeah, see I that. Just... Luke Besson is one of my favorite filmmakers. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. It looks it look gorgeous. I, yeah, I it's that's gonna one at least I think look amazing. I know that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one I think I will spring to see in three. Well, he's been dreaming about making this movie since he was ten years old. Yeah, he so. said like he yeah because the technology was not there yet to make no. it until the technology caught up with his vision. Yeah. yeah, and this is and this is another you know graphic novel turned into a movie. So there will I I've never read this particular graphic novel, um, but there will be fans of that. So I'm hoping that it lives up to their expectations. Unlike the Dark Tower movie that my sister has already threatened to burn all the theaters down with. So <laughs> what? She's not excited. They're messing. Oh, with the I characters. think it looks. What? Well, the, well, she, as the person who's never read the books, I look at it and I go, "That looks like a really good movie," and that's a surprise for me because I don't generally like Stephen King movies. Mm. Um, but my sister is like, "No, she's she's going to have a protest outside of all the theaters in America." She's <laughs> oh, so I, Idris is going to be fantastic. I know. I love is, Idris so. Elba. I, Sexual I, chocolate in any movie. <laughs> I yeah, I I've recently been watching Luther at the end of the second now, so yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying him in that. So I. I I'll yeah. probably see Dark Tower at some point this year. I'm not sure when I'll be able to get there. Uh, but Well, <laughs> yes, we do need to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, we probably so should wrap so this people up. Can, uh, Before so, tomorrow. Go on. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, absolutely. So, so, yes, I have Game of Thrones prep to get us. Uh, so <laughs> you guys may as well let everyone know how they can get a hold of you. Nora, you first. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, my goodness. You can find me on Twitter at uh, One Raging Buddha or at TAO underscore podcast with Colleen. Um, and you can find our podcast, uh, Talk Amongst Ourselves, on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. Um, and that other podcast we're on, too, you know, Soiled Restroom Cinema. 
um, if you want to hear us talk about really bad movies. Sometimes it's more fun to talk about good movies, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons to both. <laughs> there are, yeah. Right, uh, and Colleen, uh, what about you? Uh, you? Yeah, you can find me everywhere that Nora just mentioned on our podcast, Talk Amongst Ourselves, uh, and our other podcast, uh, Solid Restroom Cinema, at the uh, on Twitter, where she mentioned. You could also find me on my Twitter account, it's at uh, at Keltoline, uh, K-E-L-T-O-L-E-A-N on Twitter. So, yep. No, that's a nitpick. But how can you never bother spelling the whenever you say that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> every, uh, just a basic sense of understanding that people know how to spell yeah, but the. Every, every single time you said at uh-huh. Keltoline, you go at Keltoline. K-E-L-T-O-L-E. All right, we're not going to end this very pro women by you deriding a woman for yeah, no <laughs> yeah, Don't mansplain her Twitter handle. You know, oh, no, 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 it's, no. Like, it's, like, it's like reciting your own phone number, okay? Like, how often do you Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like... She's in a hot car right now, Paul. Give her a freaking break. <laughs> no, we will continue this long as possible. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, thank you guys for coming. Thank on you so much for everyone for making this work. Thank you for so having us. Oh, thank you for having me back yet again. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the second I was like, okay, we're talking one way, I was like, you know, gotta get Nora on because I knew you were a fan of this film, <laughs> and Gillian, uh, and I, I knew that you would have a lot to add as well. So yeah, it, oh, thank it was you. great having you guys on. As always. Okay. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not even, I'm not going to bother with social media. I nope, said it at the beginning, it's yeah. too long. So uh, with all that being said, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you guys. I'll see you. <laughs>